Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious and the pursuers of their passion, hosted by Melanie Dawn, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. And we're back for season, is this season three? I think so. We've sustained for three seasons. I'm so excited. Isn't it kind of like crazy to think about? Like this is season three? I think it's, I'm, I, especially cause like when I think about it and like reminisce and whatever, it's like, we started with this really crappy, weird microphone setup where we were sitting around my coffee table. <laughs> like a seance. Yeah. When I think back, it's like we were sitting around like, yeah, we de- definitely were three witches around that microphone. <laughs> I had this omnidirectional mic in the middle and I'm glad we have since found a better operation, but, um, I'm just so excited because I have so many things that have happened over this summer that I am excited to talk to you guys about, which I, yeah, anyways, I'm thrilled to get into. So I think what we've decided for today is we're going to get into, we're going to like start the season off with a bang and get into like hot topic here. Um, just cause it's kind of fresh in what's going on in society and, um, kind of the world around us, but I'm going to, I'm going to like, I think I'm going to let Jen take the lead way on this because, uh, you are the champion of, of, uh, your passion, I feel is the hottest on this at this moment. So you, you tell us what we're talking about today. You're going to make me cry in our season (laughs) opener. (laughs) You know what? Nothing like starting off with something that's really engaging. So yes, let's, let's get it all. Oh, where did I even start? Can you give me just a place to start even? Yeah, of course. I love that she just threw this out there. I know. I'm so, (laughs) see, are you ready for this guys? Like, didn't you miss me throwing you in the hot? Yes, Yes, I did so much. so much truly truly (laughs) um essentially what we have been talking about with the mics off so until now is just some perspectives on vaccine mandates and um our personal feelings around getting vaccinated and kind of what's going on in the world and and um both like from a practical aspect and how this is affecting businesses and economy and then also some spiritual perspectives because i have like a really weird spiritual take on it um that you know I'll, I can mention later but uh yeah that's kind of like where we're at and so I don't know if that and I want place to, to... um absolutely I can launch from there I just want our listeners to also know that we don't all have the same take on it so don't think that what I share necessarily in the coming moments here is how Melanie or Tanya feel and that we I look at it as I am pro-choice, but I think not enough is being shared about what it means to be pro-choice at this point and the repercussions that are coming. And I'm really passionate right now about people that say they're pro-choice but are for segregating people that are pro-choice. Because I'm like, you're not actually pro-choice then. Mm -hmm. And if you're not using your voice even if it's anonymously through your MLAs or your counselors or your city officials or your premier then you aren't pro-choice and you're not in support of that is how I feel Uh, our family is pro-choice my husband got extremely ill with vaccines years ago and we dove very deep into health and nutrition and uh, mental well-being and how all of those things are very interconnected and we we have not used western medicine not that i'm not grateful it's there i wish western medicine and eastern medicine could come together more so 
and respect each other more so. Uh, but we have not used Western medicine, thankfully, required it since we started learning about nutrition and our bodies and how we handle stress and our nervous system and all of those pieces combined. And so I have started sharing online, which is not a platform I ever thought I would discuss my own personal health choices on. However, it was feeling heavier not to share than it was to not share. Does that make sense? Um, and knowing the like absolute support that we have received and mostly positive feedback that we are not alone in how we feel and there are people that need to take a stance and be open to sharing. But also I think people don't realize how scary that is mm -hmm. and how you feel like you are open your yourself and your family up to a lot of hate you do yeah yeah i noticed jen when i made my post about the name calling um even i, I don't consider myself an anti-vaxxer but i definitely am pro-choice when it comes to this and i don't think anyone should go into anything with a lot of fear and that's just what's been pushed and marketed is that um, I got a lot of um, I got a lot of solidarity publicly and got uh, a mm -hmm. lot of questioning my values uh, privately in my messages. Uh, we have been called selfish. We have been called essentially killers. We have been told we could we should die. Um, there's just been a lot of things said and it's just very interesting to me how dehumanized we have now put two groups into somebody that is veed versus somebody that is not veed and how we forget that they are both humans on both sides and that there is a reason often for not doing something or doing something and it shouldn't come from a place of pressure or fear and everybody is being extremely pressured to take sides and it's just really heartbreaking and the government just sits back and is like ha 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 we created this healthcare crisis decades ago and now look at you all <laughs> there's yep. there's someone else to point the finger to and most recently we created this crisis this summer but forget about that. Focus on the people who, the 20% or whatever, that have not yet got it. Yeah. And yeah. It, like just even like looking at statistics in our hospitals, if you look at how overwhelmed our medical system has been for, Five some years. will say six years, uh, some will, I actually had listened to an interview yesterday with an ICU nurse that is the head ICU nurse of Red Deer and said it's been a 23-year problem not a this year problem and how it actually has nothing to do with COVID at all. But it's interesting how that isn't what we're told by government or the media or the news or 80% of the population that now thinks they are doing the right thing, which is the words of our prime minister. If you are, if, if you've done it, you did the right thing and you're a good human being. Uh, it's Mark Groves. Mm -hmm. on Instagram 
uh, put it really well in speaking about how the words that are being used by our government officials are dehumanizing. They are. I agree. I agree with the languaging. I agree with the messaging being um, very dehumanizing and um, really triggering, really triggering for a lot of people and intentionally triggering because they have access to behavioral scientists that, you know, I'm sure are, are advising this is not, you know, this is what this is going to create. This is what this messaging is going to create. And if they wanted to get someone like me, they could mm-hmm. just leave me alone and mm-hmm. let the, let the truth speak. I'm always watching. I, I worry about my health first and foremost. I worry about my family. I'm absolutely looking for the right choice. I just don't want to be shamed, blamed, or pushed into it. So mm-hmm. they don't have me. And so I look at it from my sense that I'm not worried. I'm concerned. I'm, I'm always a concerned um, person. And this isn't something that I just decided to take a stance on in the last two weeks. I, my husband and I have researched this from April 2020. Mm-hmm. And you cannot deny that any doctor or medical person that comes out that is against it is completely slandered they are shamed they are losing their careers they are being bullied they are having to leave their towns where they live because people are physically and emotionally harming them when all they're doing is speaking to what they have found in their research and and that is being celebrated by the mass population look at us now we're so we're being such nice people We'll just slam down anybody who doesn't have the same. I've, as the sorry. Um, no, you go. I've talked to my, we, my husband and I've talked a lot about this and he and I share like different views, but we disagree relatively respectfully like 90% of the time and just kind of blows up and gets emotional a little bit sometimes. But um, there's something like that. So I've been, <laughs> Of course, like I'm in like tic- or parenting mode. So my TikTok feed is all like about parenting and and there's this like method called respectful parenting. And it basically it's like contrasting authoritarian parenting. And I just feel like if the government changed its parenting approach, mm-hmm. <laughs> that it would be like basically like what it's doing is kind of pushing all these mandates and pushing all this stuff. When really, I think what would work better, especially for the the vast generation of people that's responding right now, I don't think that this generation responds very well to authoritarian type of approaches. And my husband's like the perfect example. You tell him to do something, he will not do it. Like, absolutely do. No, you cannot tell me what to do. I will not do what you say. However, if I like bring my husband information or if I bring him like, questions or inquiry or you know like that kind of thing and he makes an informed choice on his own with a collective of data and information there you go that was an informed choice that he made so Mm -hmm. I feel like the government's kind of shot itself in the foot with a like a lot of the approach that's been going on as far as like just mandating forcing the like the language choices you guys are talking about like the even the incentivizing is weird like that's like like and I mean, it's, it's used, right. We give kids yeah. Skittles to use the toilet. Like 
I get it. I do get it. But also, no, like you can't, it's, it comes across as really manipulative and I feel like they should know better. So I agree with Melanie saying like, you come on, you got to have someone that's like, this doesn't work for the psychology of the mass population right now. You like, you have to know that. So mm-hmm. I feel like they would get a lot further with education. So if we, if we went back in time and pretended that, and I know this is totally different. So just forgive my crass. What's that? Education and accountability. Yeah. We, switched sure. up. we did this. Not totally. you guys. We did this. Totally. Mm-hmm. So if we like, this is not an ideal um, comparison, but just bear with me. If we went, like, if we time traveled and it was like right now we were mandating seatbelts, I feel like we'd have really similar pushback. I know it's a different thing, but just bear with me. I remember it. I'm old enough. <laughs> um, I feel like, again, uh, right now, mandating seatbacks, seatbelts would be met with like the similar pushback. And again, the approach couldn't be to just mandate them, it would have to be to educate. Like, it'd be like, hey, you know what, 18 and under, yes, you legally have to wear a seatbelt or whatever, that seems reasonable. Um, but 18 and over, you can choose and then just educate, 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 and then let people choose based on that education. Kind of like smoking. Smoking isn't illegal. Why? Mm-hmm. Why didn't they make smoking? They should. Like, Absolutely. Based on the same sort of big brother mentality, then mm-hmm. that should be illegal too. Save so, our healthcare system. Exactly. So I kind of feel like this has been a really poor approach to the whole thing, um, which is really, really unfortunate. Um, Cause I do feel like there's like a lot of um, mi- uh, there's a mishmash of information out there that makes finding a clear path really challenging. And well, so let's just talk about censorship for a second. Yeah. Cause I think this actually comes into it. So why is it censored? Why are things censored? Like, why can't I use certain words on any of my platforms? And I can tell you when I've used words, how my algorithms plummet the next day. And I also know of people that have been removed from social media because of having a differing view. Mm-hmm. and sharing different information and that is what is most alarming to me and I feel like people should look at that as a large a very big red flag of why aren't like why in Canada for the first time on something so big is there not allowed to be multiple views there is no one answer to how to fix this situation and answering challenging, if you if you uh, what you believe is true, government challenging those viewpoints with data and facts, and instead of censoring, um, show up on those platforms and challenge and state your view because then you get the eyes of the audience that are looking there, right? Exactly. They're just missing the the keyhole. There's a lot of missed opportunities, I feel. And I I agree that censorship was like a really, again, I'm just going to use the parenting analogy. That's like the answer because I said so. Yes, because I said so. And because I'm bigger and I'm older and I'm wiser. (laughs) Not because I've earned your respect, not because I have like set a precedent, not because of any of that, but because I said so. And And I'll punish you. I will punish you and put you in the corner if you don't. 
exactly mm-hmm. like it's just it's basically it's just shitty parenting <laughs> like um I and I feel like there's so many missed opportunities because again I go back to educate like you know there's if there if the answers are that clear and simple then deliver them and deliver them again mm-hmm. and again and again and it's like toddlers like they don't learn when you tell them one time uh not like I'm trying to like patronize our population as toddlers but kind of but that's like a blanket statement which we'll get into in another podcast I think everyone are children but um uh anyways it's just kind of going like yeah you're gonna have to retell 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 and and by doing that like let people build their own faith and respect and whatever in you but I feel like there's just so many things that are like continuously breaking trust Mm -hmm. that they're shooting themselves in the foot. Like, I think, uh, I'm going to paraphrase you, Melanie, if I get it wrong, just please correct me. But I think you were saying probably better. You probably do it better. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, you were kind of saying like you hadn't, I wouldn't say, uh, you were like pro getting the vaccine, but you weren't really against it either. And you've been kind of nudged into being like more like cautious or not interested or hesitant with it because of the actions of the government. And it's like, I feel like there's so many people like you that it's like, oh, if they weren't such idiots. <laughs> yeah. Like that's and if you, such bullies. Bullies. And if you take it from a parenting standpoint like that, I have three children and I have to parent them all different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are all different human beings on the other side. And I have to respect that. They have different personalities, <laughs> they have different uh ways of responding to information and right now it feels like they're just looking at us and this is my feel um I'm not saying it's anybody else's but looking at us as like I can't say to one of my children in one of my children in particular well you just don't know because you're a child because you're not and for me I've been told so many times well you're not an expert in that field so why would you know what's good for you and I'm like if there was one man who said to me, my prof, my cousin is a prof at Harvard and she got it. Therefore, she's the smartest person I know. And that is why I got it. And it's just like so fascinating to me. It's like, okay, but she's a prof, but like she's not actually a vaccinologist or like, like she has nothing to do with the medical field, but because you have put weight on that, she has a higher education and you have pedestaled that weight as the smartest person you know, that's why you did it. I don't think that's an informed decision for your own self. I have a really, which is going to probably uh, piss off a lot of people, controversial view on the the masses that have already been targeted. And this is me, not spiritual boss, but um, the first ones to go were the good boys and girls who went and got their university degrees. They did everything right. They got married. They have 2.5 children. These are the guys who were like, I'm in, (laughs) you told me to, I'm in. Um, All of their belief systems have set them up to do what they're told their whole life. The last standout ones in my group and the people that I talk to are either those who are entrepreneurs who have always had a loud and strong voice, um, and then the ones with entrepreneurial spirit who are wanting to start their own business and, and don't often get told what to do. And then again, looking at it from... A privilege standpoint is this has also spiked another um, separation amongst all of us as humans is, well, that's your white privilege coming through or that's your privilege coming through. You've never been denied anything. 
And I can say that that is true. I have sat with that and it is true. Um, I am not used to being pushed or forced or coerced or uh, segregated from something my whole life. So I do. I uh, And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's good that I'm willing to stand up and say that I don't like this feeling. I want to be educated. I want to feel like I have a choice. I want to feel like I'm heard. And that is, I think they're missing those people. Can I ask a question on growth on that? Uh, just to like expand on that. In my world, I have found that it's the people that have done the most inner work that are saying that they're not sure if they want to do it. And I look, they're listening to their internal self. And I'm not saying that has to, that can work both ways, in my opinion, if it feels better to them to do, to get it. That's, that's cool. I will respect that when it's become from not a wounded space. But when it's from a wounded or space of fear, do you know how many people I know that got it so they can travel? Yeah, it was going to be one of them, Jen. <laughs> right? I, I thought about yeah. it too. Yeah. I totally thought about it too. Okay, so this I is was going to be one of them until $100 came in, and then I said no. And oh, skills for, for Melanie. Yeah, I will not get in your van. <laughs> Stranger danger. <laughs> and, to the privilege thing, I think there's also a different side to the privilege that's going on right now, too, that I also see a lot of people saying that they have children that are under 12, and so it doesn't, they're putting their head in the sand to it because it doesn't actually affect them and because they are already double bead. Uh, it's not going to end here, and there will be boosters, and they've already passed it in the States that 2 to 12-year-olds are approved to get it, even though there are no clinical studies done on two to 12 year olds and how this will affect them. I have a nurse friend that went to see a brand new baby of a mutual friend and she was uh, vaccinated at 32 weeks. And the nurse friend said, oh, look at her cute Pfizer toes and laughed and thought it was hilarious and didn't realize that that maybe isn't an appropriate thing to say. Her Pfizer toes. Uh, there's a physical deformity that is already happening within children that have the the mothers have the Pfizer vaccination. Why is that a thing to laugh about in the Western medicine world? I didn't even hear about this. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I just, there's a lot of interesting things like that. I have a friend that went and got a shot last week because he couldn't get into post-secondary education that he had already paid for. And so he's had an effort and he was fed up and he's in his early 20s. And that night he ended up in the hospital with a blood clot in his testicle. Oh, I saw this. And then they sent him home and everything was somewhat fine. And his heel blew up the night before last. And so now he is on crutches and he would be considered a statistic of an unvaccinated person taking up hospital space but he had zero health conditions before the vaccination and it could be a synchronicity and i absolutely personally don't believe in that um and never have i believe in synchronicity everywhere and coincident everywhere in every way of life i think everything just happens you know but except when it's used as an excuse uh, yeah 
I, there's just a lot of that. And I could go on and on with personal stories, but I personally know of people in my own world firsthand that there's just a lot of unexplained things going on. And statistically, too, these kids that are being forced to take the vaccination in order to, you know, launch, to launch their lives, they are not the ones taking up ICU beds. And, you know, my uh, I don't know for certain, but I, I'm pretty sure, uh, based on right now, that my son is going to be postponing um, his launch time and will not be going because... He he doesn't he doesn't fall into that demographic of save the hospitals, uh, as far as we know, and from based on health. And I just wonder how many kids have already lost eighteen months of their life and contribution to our country as a whole. Um, you know, based on what's been going on. Mm-hmm. And their survival rate—that's the piece I don't understand with the children. Uh, we have lost three children in Canada to COVID, which is horrible, yeah. absolutely horrible. Uh, but they did have life-threatening illnesses mm. besides COVID, and so it is horrible. And I don't want anybody to get it. For the record, I don't want it. I don't want anybody in my life to get it, mm-hmm. I, or anybody even I don't know to get it. I don't want anybody to have it. But it is here for the long run, and there are variants, and it is not going away. So if you think that the population just needs to get up to 100% vaccine rate, I'm sorry, that's not the reality of it. The Delta variant is already here, and that is how viruses work. That is why there is the flu shot that is different every single year, because a new variant comes of the flu influenza every single year, which is also not a statistic we talk about anymore. That is oddly gone away. Wow. Yeah, it's a it's a really it's a really dark time for our humanity. And I think um, just to like put it on a light note, do you guys remember when people used to call like when you heard the V, you'd know it was the vagina. And now it's like <laughs> just, you know, like now every time I hear the V, I'm just going to change it to vagina in my head. Make it like another light note on that. Like all of the acronyms in the world right now, it feels like there's so many. My husband even posted MSM, I think it was last night. And I was like, what is that? And he's like, mainstream media dungeon. And I was just like, I can't believe you know that. And I don't know that. Yeah. But like, I can't keep track of them all. Where is the like acronym? dictionary for all of these things now so i know what people are saying (laughs) i would just love to time travel and see the bigger picture and um you know we're we're breathing living history right now our Mm -hmm. our our, uh life right now will be coded in history based on this event and how i have said that to my kids yeah that their children will learn about what they've yeah. Uh, so make it good. Make it good. Yes. Make, what story do you want to be? We actually, we started letters and I should make them finish letters this week uh, again, because I want them to have that for the future. I just think it would be really cool to like be able to have for my grandchildren of what it feels Message like. Message in a bottle. 
Yeah, a yeah. little cap time capsule. Oh, wow. That's a great idea. That's mm. actually a really, um, unless you guys have more to say on it, I think that that idea is a great way to close off this show is to record your feelings and to keep them locked away as wisdom for, you know, ancestor or not your ancestors, but those generations to come. I think mm -hmm. that that's a really big gift that you could give, yeah, um, you know, your DNA yeah. going forward. Because it's going to be in textbooks, but like they won't have textbooks. And then go ahead, Tanya. But well, like, you'll have your real story, right? Like, no, I know, your but like, diary. I think, like, textbooks where I learned about like things in history and like how it was in there. And I'm like, oh, what's this going to look like in a textbook? How interesting. But it won't be a textbook, it'll be Google. <laughs> yeah, it'll be on a computer. Yeah. yeah. I, I have one final thought only because it's like a woo-woo philosophy and I, about what's oh, yes. going on right now and I just want to share it and it's non-controversial which is like also a fun note to leave on. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, because I just for the record too like obviously I'm, I'm like I'm double vaxxed and like just I'm, I'm more presenting that just so that uh, balance right because we've mm -hmm. talked a lot about yeah. being on the other side and and that you know, I just want to make sure that all listeners feel welcome. Do you have eyes yeah. closed? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so far, so good. <laughs> I do. Like, I have heard about COVID toes. I'd never heard about Pfizer toes before, but I'm glad um, you don't. I'm, I would have Moderna toes anyways. But um, oh. so my, my thoughts are this, is that um, because I went and got vaccinated and I didn't get vaccinated because the government told me to, I got vaccinated because that's what felt right to me and that still feels right to me and there's probably almost nothing you could say that would make me feel like I'm like no I'm good like I'm good I feel good I feel confident about my decision I don't have icky feelings around it like I'm like I feel good and oh. I can say that and I want I just want to like say like I totally respect that mm -hmm. about you and that. anybody else in my life or that I come in contact with I truly respect it the place I have a hard time with is when they got it from a place of feeling pressured or feared or any of totally. that. You have the right to do what feels good to you, no matter what that yeah. feels like to you. And we should have that right. <laughs> Absolutely. And I feel like, you know, in the position I'm in, I still see a lot of flaws and creepy, weird things that the government's doing. It's just to me, those are medicine slash technology versus the government. Those are two separate things for me. But anyways, so uh, just to share my woo-woo theory, okay, because I, um, ironically, because I feel like you guys are kind of in a, like an opposite position, but I have actually more people around me that are vaccine hesitant. So I actually feel like that whole like sense of marginalization and like isolation on the yeah. flip side, which is weird, right? Because I know that it, technically I'm the majority um, yeah. and socially I'm more accepted, but in my actual close network of people, I feel kind of alone. And so um just like counterpoint like I, I don't know anyways but so what's happening is I'm having these conversations with people and like thankfully they are able to be like really uh, respectful and you know communicative and it's it's interesting so what I actually feel like is happening right now because I'm like I've sat with it intuitively meditated like did I get told to do this did I choose this why did I choose this where did this come from and every time I've sat with it I'm like no this feels right to me and and every time I go into it it's the same answer so I'm like okay this is right I trust myself and I also trust the people who intuitively don't feel it's right because I have people that I really admire and respect and they don't intuitively feel right about it. And I'm like, oh, what's interesting. So I actually feel like what's happening right now is I feel like we're actually living a dualistic reality. So I actually mm -hmm. think there are multiple truths and 
false Amen. like existing in the world right now and yes. i feel like there's like been a split of dimensions that are like basically riding in the same like overlapping in the same dimension so like because my husband keeps talking about the truth and finding the truth and i was like i don't think it exists and i don't mean that in like a, 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 a like a deceitful way i mean it in like i don't think there's like until basically each of us decides what reality like i almost think we're in a portal basically i think the and truth in- looks different for everyone and that's why we'll never see it is that we all have our own truth and our sole purpose to find that truth and Yes, we're and there's following the, the there's goalposts. No such thing as a universal truth because there can't be because there are too many yeah. experiences, perspectives, and okay. But wait, I want there to be one universal truth, but I only want you to answer this, Tanya, because I like I legit want to hear your take on this. The universal truth is love, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that your truth and your experience has to be the same as mine, but I can still love you. Whatever that reflection of love looks like. Yeah, it's totally. different. Yeah. But I think like, yeah, anyways, I think we're in a portal right now. And I think that each person is like kind of deciding where they're going to like wind up in their like, in their so quote unquote reality, which is like kind of a- Choose your own adventure. <laughs> exactly. So um, I think it's just really, really funny. So I'm just kind of like observing because yeah. it's just been an interesting experience to say the least. Um, yeah. Any final parting thoughts, words, feelings, messages? Yeah. Time capsule I, thing is a brilliant idea. I love it. I love the time capsule thing. It brings a humanity to what we're going through. It brings it back again. I'm going to definitely look at um, creating my own. I love it. Wants to read it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining us on this controversial episode of the Spiritual Boss Podcast. We appreciate you listening. Please click the subscribe button if you haven't already. We really, really appreciate it when you share it with your friends or on social media. Um, tag us in anything. Um, a positive reviews will boost us. So if you um, can take the time to give us a positive review, more people can find us that way. That would be so amazing. And we really appreciate that. Um, we are really receptive to emails, input and arguments. So honestly, if you want to send us your two cents, we'd love to hear it. Uh, spiritual boss podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram at the spiritual boss podcast. Um, all of us are available on Instagram individually. So yeah, talk to us. Um, And if you have any topics or ideas for this season's podcast, we'd love to hear them. Peace in, peace out.